Welcome back, listeners, to a new episode of JCOS Presents Sound Sociology. As we approach the end of this particular series and season on research methods, we come to the important topic of ethics. Ethics is something you should be aware of when you're thinking about PET. We should know PET from our lessons, practical, ethical and theoretical. But we pay particular attention to the issue of ethics because there can be a full mark question that appears in the exam. And often the exam board for AQA will put this in as the last full mark before the 212 mark questions come up. So it's important to remember what we mean by ethics. In carrying out research with people, sociologists are likely to face ethical issues. Ethical issues relate to morals and in the context of sociological research, raise questions about the conduct that is morally acceptable. Ethical research practice involves protecting the rights and the interests of the participants. It also involves ensuring that the research does not harm participants or have any kind of negative effect on the person's well-being. When I think of ethical considerations, I often teach it with the idea of two words drips or rapids. This is what we call uh, an acronym. So we take the first, each letter stands for something. Or an acrostic, should I say. Um, If we learn it as drips, drip stands for D for danger, R for right to withdraw, I for informed consent, P for privacy, and S for sensitivity. However, recently I've come across a new way of learning uh, ethics. You could also have rapids, which is essentially the same as what I've just said, but just kind of adding in one more. R is for the right to withdraw. A is anonymity. P is privacy. I is formed consent. D is for deception or danger. And S is for sensitivity. Each of these ethical considerations are vital to when conducting research. The British Sociological Association has drawn up a set of ethical guidelines to help sociologists in their work. Some of the most common ones they come up with are the following. Informed consent. It is the job of the sociologist as far as possible that the participation in sociological research should be based on freely given informed consent of those being studied. This means the sociologist should explain, for example, what the research is about and why it's being undertaken. Research participants shouldn't be made aware of their right to refuse to participate in research at any stage and for any reason. Issues around anonymity, privacy and confidentiality uh, should allow the participants to be respected in regards to these three areas. Personal information should be kept confidential. And imagine if you were going to do covert research. The use of covert research may be justified in certain circumstances and contexts. For example, the difficulties arise when research participants change their behaviour because they know they're being observed. However, covert methods act against the principle of informed consent and may invade the privacy of those being studied. They should be resorted to only where it is impossible to use any other method to obtain data. It raises interesting questions about does the context dictate the research method or does the sociologist dictate the research method? How far is the sociologist willing to go to collect that data? 
is he or she willing to do other research methods in order to collect it? Now, whilst this is a sense of guidelines provided by the BSA or the British Sociological Associations, that is all they are. They're a set of guidelines. And that's why, as sociologists, we need to think very carefully about where do we stand on issues and can we simply just say one size fits all or do we need to think about the context and those who are involved in the research? A four-mark question to have a go at doing is identify and explain one reason why ethical guidelines are important in sociological research. That's worth four marks. Another one worth having a go at that I think is much more likely to come up on an exam is identify and explain one ethical issue when investigating divorce and explain how you would overcome this issue. This is much more likely to come up as something on an exam paper because it's asking you to do two things. One, to identify and briefly describe the ethical issue. And two, explain why it's an issue when dealing with a topic like divorce. What kind of things might come up that might make people reluctant to talk, as well as suggesting a way you would get around it. For now, I'll say happy revision and I'll see you on the next episode of JCOS Presents Sound Sociology.